Hey there, welcome to a special edition New River Church podcast. These recordings were done at our most recent Holy Spirit weekend in which Lydia O'Leary taught us about freedom. I think you're going to really be blessed by this. If you're looking for some more information about New River Church, you could just check us out at newriverchurch.org. Um, and so I want you to I want to give you some time to hear some other people talk. <laughs> Can you hear me? Uh, this is my son, Judah. <laughs> um, I adopted Judah from foster care, and I thought I was pretty amazing. Um, and, but I had a problem, and my problem was that I would get really angry really quickly. And it was something that I couldn't control because it was here, and it would just kind of like come up inside of me. And then it would control what was going on on the outside. So it wasn't ever like blackout anger where I didn't know what I was doing, but my perception of what I was doing was very different than what I thought I was doing. And so um, one of the first cities, uh, Jericho, that I took was anger. Um, what went with anger was murder and rage. And so what it did is it completely changed the way, at the time I had four kids in my home because I was still fostering, and it completely changed the way that I parented, completely. Everything completely changed because then I was able to have a right response. And that freedom has also, if you can't tell, because <laughs> he's pretty amazing, but it has flowed over. We've been walking Judah in freedom as well. But I did want to say, because I've, I've heard it a couple of times where it was something in me, if you have ever had a thought of hurting your child because you were angry with them, I am here to tell you I've experienced that, but that thought is not you. That is the enemy not only trying to take you out, but to take your kids out. And there is freedom for that. Sorry, wrong way. No, that's okay. <laughs> My name is Alicia, and I did get to share a small bit yesterday, um, but I'm here to tell you just a little bit more now, I guess. So um, freedom for me and my family um, started long before I actually got serious about it. <laughs> It was two years ago yesterday that I had my first, we call them freedom sessions, and um, it was in June of this past year where I said, I'm not settling anymore for mediocre, I'm not settling anymore for chalking it up to um, having a bad day, or chalking it up to, um, that's just the, uh, anxiety that I have to live with, and I chose no more. And in doing so, it has not just affected me. Um, it's come into my marriage. It's come into my children's lives. My daughter is here. She's out with the kids. We walk. It's completely changed the way that we parent. We walk our kids through deliverance. Um, we walk them into freedom. It has become a part of our lives. And the joy that I experience knowing that my children will grow up in a life of freedom and knowing freedom and not bondage makes the whole thing worth it. She, my daughter back there, she will not have to grow up 
with all of this junk. When we talk about, I wish I knew this a long time ago, she's quite literally growing up with it. It is going to be completely different. She's, gonna, she's not going to be like I was. Praise Jesus, because it wasn't even me to begin with. <laughs> the, you know, the mental health issues that I struggled with, they're not there anymore. Maybe two months before um, I got serious about this, I was supposed to go to the doctor, and my plan was to get evaluated for undiagnosed ADHD. I had to cancel. Guess what? I couldn't make another appointment for a year. A year. And now, when I go back, I will not need to be evaluated for ADHD because my brain is clear and uh, straight. That's me. Hi, my name is Monique, and I've been walking with the Lord for 20-plus years, and I would have told you I was good. I was good with God. But I never measured up. I never felt good enough. I was always competing. I was always striving. And if I made the smallest mistake, I was furious with myself. And I was calling myself bad names. And the rage would rise up. And I didn't recognize any of that. Oh, that's who I was, right? That's just, I was this dumb little sister I was the product of dysfunction, of trauma after trauma, and that's just the way I operated. And then um, actually through Chelsea, I came to Lydia, and we started talking about what it could possibly be, and she looked at me and she said, I think you need to kick out trauma. And so we kicked out trauma and a few other things along with it, and um, the Lord impressed upon me that this was something that he... He now wanted me to rise up in the authority that he had given me as a new creation to help others walk through it. So a friend and I started doing it in our living room at my house. And, you know, we saw a lot of people come into freedom. And I knew that this was not just for me. It was for my community and it was for my family. But if any of you have had a teenager, you know that you need to let them do it in their time. And so all these things, are, cool things are happening. People are getting free. We're seeing lifelong change in people that's really impactful. I'm different. I'm spilling coffee on power strips and just wiping it up and not screaming and not calling myself bad names. And um, so, you know, lifelong things that my kids have grown up with, they're seeing me be different. And so that just led to one day my daughter walking in the, my office and going, get it off me, get it off me right now. And this is a child who had such separation anxiety as a little girl that she called me from school like every day through third grade. So for her to come and say, get it off me right now, and we went after it and we got that fear off of her was pretty amazing and I'm gonna let her tell you the rest of the story. Yes, so I'm Adriana and as she said, I was operating out of this place of anxiety and fear of man and I couldn't um, function outside of being completely attached to her. So the Lord showed me through everything that was happening in my living room constantly, seeing like one of my best friends walking in it and knowing that her mom had gotten this from the Lord. I was still like, but it's not for me. That was always a thought. It's not for me. Like 
I'm good, the Lord has me, I'm his, I'm his daughter, but then he brought me to this place of being so frustrated with how terrified I was to approach some of the people that I was closest to in my life, all of my leaders that I am seeing every single day, and I finally got so frustrated with the fact that I was terrified of people, and I said, I'm over it, and I don't want to be afraid of man anymore, so that was the first thing. It was probably 12.30 when I walked at night when I walked into her office, and I had to be at school extra early the next day, and I was like, I don't care how long this takes, because we're getting it over with, so I kicked out fear of man, and since then, I have been um, freed from abandonment issues, which caused me to have pan I was having panic attacks constantly. I mean, any time I would get close to a person, they were going to leave me. At least that was the lie that I was believing, and it caused panic attacks constantly. It, they didn't stop, and then I kicked out abandonment, and I haven't had a panic attack since. And so those were ruling my life until the Lord brought me to that place of freedom, and he has that for you as well. So, Okay, my name is Autumn. And I'm Lydia's daughter, and it's going to be a little heavy for a second, but I promise it's not, it's not, yeah. Anyways, I was molested multiple times when I was seven years old without my parents' knowledge. And I had struggled with that trauma growing up, and they had no idea. Dealing with sexual sin all growing up, constantly feeling shame, constantly feeling like I wouldn't ever be able to be married and have that purity and all that stuff. And God was constantly telling me, you need to kick out stoicism. And I was like, okay, okay. And as soon as I kicked that out with my aunt, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell you something. God has brought me from being dead to alive. And those things that happened to me are not, they never happened to me because I am a new creation. And I'm here to say if you struggled with trauma, that the world would say you need to work through it. You need to go back and you need to dig deep and find out all these broken. No. You cast it off in the name of Jesus. Those things happened to a broken little girl who didn't know who she was. That's not who I am anymore. And so, I just to encourage you all with that, it really is 100% possible. Yeah. There you go. Oh, geez, can't really like measure up to that. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, when like weeks ago, I would not be able to do this at all. I was so embarrassed. I was like, what if my hair is weird? Like, what if everyone can smell me? Like. <laughs> Like, this is going to be so embarrassing. And it's not because I kicked off embarrassment, and this is not an issue. Like, I am totally fine. Y'all can smell me. Like, I do not care anymore. And it is because of God. It gets tougher and tougher to follow these people. Oh, my goodness. Um... What I was thinking is that in Revelation it says that um, we'll overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And when you have those words that are in your mind going, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you can't get the words out right, it steals the word that God has planted in you for those other people. And, you're, and the enemy keeps you ineffective for his purpose. So when you cast out fear, all that goes, you can, you can be like my son. <laughs> you know, just like going crazy. 
but I'll tell you, the weirdest one I had in, um, uh, was um, I, asked, I asked the Lord what I had to kick out, and uh, he said, hope. And I said, I, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I thought hope is, is good. Like, we have hope. Like, there's all sorts of those scriptures that are like, oh, keep hope, keep hope, you know. Um, but what it was, I said, well, what's, what's the lie then? Um, and it said, well, you're hoping things will change without actually doing anything about it, which keeps you stagnant instead of doing something to make the change. And so I was like, all right, I'll kick out hope. God, you need to reestablish hope in me. Um, and he said, well, do have an intentional morning. So now I set my alarm, I get up, and I have a specific time. Instead of hoping I'll have time later or whatever, I made the time. And, um, you know, just always getting the word in me and having that intentional time with Jesus now. Okay, so I have to follow the O'Leary's. It's kind of hard. Well, actually, it's easy to follow them. <laughs> but um, So I was think up here thinking about um, what testimony I wanted to give. And listening to all of them, they've really made it clear that this stuff really, really works. So um, I feel like the Lord wanted me to share something that happened immediately after leaving here last night. So um, I have 10 children. I'm very much like the, uh, the, um, the Wellses and the O'Learys. Um, so, um, and I recently um, lost a, my youngest son to a motorcycle accident. This is my second child that I've lost over the last uh, 12 years. So, of course, um, you know, things have been really strained in my family, and there's 20 years between the oldest children's and the youngest children. So my oldest son, um, really, he and I really just lost kind of communicating after um, the passing of Mark, and we haven't really talked much. I mean, we do, we have talked occasionally, but it's been quite a few months, and we did the breaking off with, re, with um, relationships last night, breaking off um, any hindrance to our relationships. And I left here last night, and I went to a friend that lives close by, um, visiting her because I was in the area, and I pulled into her driveway, and my phone rings. And it was my son, Paul, and... Um, we had the most peaceful, loving, easy, 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 easy conversation. I was able to just come right out and say what I was thinking, what I've been feeling, um, what I was waiting for him to do. And he said, well, Mom, I've been waiting for you to do that for me. And... Um, and part of why I wasn't calling him is because I felt like I've been a burden to him. He helped with the final expenses twice. <clears throat> he was there. He held me up when he can't stand up. And he just said, don't worry about anything. We'll just take care of everything. And, um, and I really felt I was such a burden for him. And he, back away, said, he can't keep doing this. Of course, nobody can keep burying your siblings. You can't keep doing that. So, um, so this is where we kind of got in this disconnect of um, 
what we can't do. And I said to him months ago, don't you worry. You don't have to help me anymore. God's going to help me. I'm not going to ask you for anything. I'm just going to leave everything in the hands of God. I cast my cares there. I, I put it in his hands, and I handcuffed mine. Don't let me have this back. And so it was a lot. It's been three years. <laughs> it's been three years. And, and my son died right when we were coming into the beginning of all this deliverance. And um, so I'm just so, so grateful that you all invited us here because um, I've, I don't live in New Hampshire anymore. I live in Western Massachusetts. And so we're going to take the region and we're going to do it everywhere. And we're going to bring this to my church in Hamden. And um, we're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going because this is God's region. He came here first for people to worship God the way they had chosen. And we just have got such witchcraft and demonic uh, despot king. Just we need to take what is ours, rightfully ours, back. And this stuff really works. And I'm just, I was so grateful that. My son and I, we didn't argue. We left that. Like, I, it was just the easiest conversation for the hardest thing. The hardest thing. And, and, and how silly. Because we, we have a problem with somebody. We're both feeling the same angst about each other. And if we just, just let it out, get that off, and just let love, forgiveness, forgive and love. Forgive and love. Because and, love conquers all. So my name is John, and I um, uh, began walking in freedom and uh, following these ideas. Uh, the Lord confirmed them to me uh, a couple of years, almost two years ago, and I began walking in it, and uh, have walked in more and more freedom over ever since. And I uh, keep a journal. I went back into my journal to look at the early ones. I didn't need a lot of reminding because I know what the first and most important one was for me. Um, I became a Christian when I was 14 years old and immediately proceeded to run to drugs, alcohol, uh, thievery, armed robbery, drug dealing, and everything that I could possibly conceive of because those things made me feel good. And then at uh, 28 years old, God delivered me from all that. I got sober and began walking a better life, but still carried so much, so much of agreements that I had made that I did not know, things that I thought were me, and no good works could make up for what I had done. That's the short version. So, um, anyways, in my Christian walk all the years since then, two scripture verses have scared the bejesus out of me. One of them is, a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. And I knew that there were other scripture passages about being single-minded, having pure eyes, clear eyes. And I felt like I didn't have that. And I was scared that I'd get before the Lord and it would be over. I couldn't even pretend that I belonged there with him anymore. And the other one was about the wedding feast and the man who's brought into the wedding feast and the king comes through and he looks at him and he sees that he's dressed in rags and he says, get out. And I felt like that was me. Those verses scared me. 
when I began to walk in freedom, one of the first things I kicked out was double-mindedness. And in the course of going through the seven agreements, uh, we asked, Holy Spirit, will you show me where double-mindedness came into my life? And he showed me where it came into my life. And you tell me what the lie is. What is the lie I've been believing that makes me think I'm double-minded? And he told me what the lie was. And then the next question is, Holy Spirit, can you tell me the truth? And I didn't hear any words or have any thoughts. I just had the sensation that the Holy Spirit went like this. And I felt it right away. Every single time I've ever read that verse, a double-minded person, or ever had that thought cross my mind, my immediate response was to run to God. God, please, I don't want this. And I knew the Holy Spirit was telling me, it's not you. You don't want it. You think I don't know that? Bang, it was cast off, kicked out. I know that I love God. And the rags thing. All my works are rags. I'm going to still be obedient to God and do all the work I can for God. But Scripture tells us, I know in the Old Testament, I can't remember any New Testament passages, there's a passage that says, Awake, awake, O Jerusalem, and put on your beautiful garments. And the Lord clothes us with a garment of salvation, a robe of righteousness, a mantle of praise, a helm of salvation, shoes to carry the good news. And then you get into the armor for when it's time to pick up the sword. But that garment of salvation, that robe of righteousness, the Lord clothes me. And I'm happy to drop all my rags. Happy to drop them all. Thank you. Amen. I'm so glad you're following me. Okay. Um, so, even right now, I do not usually do this. And I am like shaking like crazy right now. And as I was sitting there, something was like, don't go up. Don't go up. Like, what the heck? This is terrifying. Like everyone's going to be looking at you, and it's, I don't know, it's just that. And I was like, you know what? No, I am going to go up just because you said that. So, <laughs> kicking out that later. But, um, so, like, I have just, like, have been so insecure my entire life about what I look like, and I constantly not anymore, but would compare myself to my siblings. And I just always felt so, like I would just sit in my room and cry. But I was like, Lord, what is this? Because I don't want to feel this way. Like I'm made in your image. I know that I'm beautiful, but I don't think that I am. Well, that thing is having me think that I'm not. And so it was jealousy because I would constantly be jealous of how my siblings looked or jealous of the things they had. And I would be comparing myself to them because of that. And I kicked it out. And I know that I am beautiful and I feel beautiful. And I just feel so much better.
Guys, it's exciting. God wants to bring us into rest. He wants to bring us into life. That's what this is all about. It's not about like, let's go do a battle. That's what we gotta do to get to the other side, to get these things out. But it's the joy of the Lord that's our strength. You know, and the enemy wants to kind of make us feel overwhelmed sometimes about having to address certain things. But when you start to really see that it's not you, that it's something that's like messing with you, I'm telling you this is real. And it will leave at the name of Jesus because of what he's done. He's done something. He did something, and it's full, and it's complete, and he says, and for those who would not be stopped by unbelief or disobedience, they will come in. They will make every effort to come into his rest because his rest has been available since the very beginning. And so today, we are going to come into the rest of God. We're gonna teach you and equip you. You're gonna walk into this as a child of God. I'm not doing it for you. I'm sorry, not sorry, okay? You're going to do it because this is who you are. This is what you've been given and you know who God is and we're gonna come and let the joy of the Lord be our strength. The same as Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. There was a greater joy on the other side. We're gonna address these things. We're gonna look them square in the eye and be like, I'm done. I'm over you. Enough is enough. You're not stealing from me anymore. It's time for you to go. Are you guys ready for that? I'm ready. Did you ask the Lord, does everybody here feel like they have something that they're going after today? I know for those who went to the conference, how many here was, were not at the conference? Oh boy, so some of this is gonna sound like, she's crazy. <laughs> Even if you went to the conference, it might still sound like that, but I'm okay with that. I feel great. So, um, well, you're just gonna ride with us on this. We're coming into freedom today and you're a child of God and it is for, it is the inheritance of the children of God to come into his rest. That is the inheritance as part of the promises that we've been given. It's so fully established in scripture. And so I'm gonna uh, welcome you. If you're able, you can stand. You don't have to stay at your seat. You can move around. This is gonna be a time with you and the Lord. All right, where you're gonna go after this thing with the Spirit of God inside of you, equipping you, helping you to understand where it came in, what's the lie, I'm gonna walk you through it. But I know sometimes people don't wanna be crammed right next to the person sitting next to them, you know? And so if you wanna be up, you can fill the aisles, you can move around, that's totally fine. Spread out if you need to. If you like to be all together and tight, that's great too. Um, just whatever, know that that's what we're doing, okay? And so for those of you who have not gotten anything yet, you can take a minute right now and say, Holy Spirit, what's been stealing from me? And I know sometimes these things can block us from hearing the voice of the Lord or hearing his thoughts in us. And, and so if you feel like you're not hearing anything, well, I'll tell you, pick something. Just pick something. You know there's stuff there. 
I, I don't care if your mother Teresa, there's stuff there. Right? <laughs> once you've gotten an, uh, once you've gotten something that you know you're you're saying, all right, I'm done with this, right? Once you've gotten that thing, a name of it, whatever it is. Now we're just going to start to worship God and declare that he's our God. We're just going to speak about the goodness of our God, the salvation that we've been given. So just raise your voice to him. I know we're in a room full of people, but it is you and him. All right? Worship him and make declaration. God, you are bigger than this thing. You are stronger than this thing. You are able to tear this thing down. You are my God, you are my King, you are the one who has bought salvation for me. You destroyed, you defeated the works of the enemy on the cross, you've already done it. So I worship you, God, exalt you, God. I lift you high and even if you start to feel things starting to rile up in you, don't worry, they're getting scared, it's okay. All right, God wins. You keep going, all right? Don't let anxiety start to rile up. Don't let anything that wants to stop you from freedom, do not let it stop you. Oh, you can't speak. You can't speak. This is embarrassing. Oh, heck no, all right? Do not go with those things that are trying to keep you from your freedom right now. See it for what it actually is. Let your eyes be open. Holy Spirit, come and move. Spirit of truth. God, wisdom and understanding, knowledge. Fear of the Lord, fill this room right now that every eye would be looking to you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. It is you, God, you have our attention. You are the one. We fix our gaze on you, Jesus. Everything has to bow to you. Everything has to bow to you. Everything has to bow to you. Now be very certain, guys, that I cannot and am not doing this for you. So don't think that my words up here are your words. Your words are your words. My words are my words. And so you begin to speak to the Lord. You begin to declare over these things. You will not have me anymore. I belong to the living God. He's my strength and my shield, my portion forever. God, you are good and you are faithful and you are true and you are my father and I will not listen to anyone else. Jesus, you are my shepherd. I'm not following anyone else. You have me, God. You have me, God. Here I am. You have me. Here I am. You have me. Worship you, God. You are my king, Jesus. It was for freedom that you set me free. It was for freedom that you set me free. 
And I'm convinced, I'm convinced that you are good. I am convinced that you made me free. I am convinced that you paid for it. I'm convinced that you never leave me and you never forsake me. I'm convinced of this and I'm not moving, God. I'm done with every lie. I'm done with every voice that tells me something different about you. And I'm done with every voice that tells me something different about me or about anyone else around me. We're going to go through and we're going to begin to start breaking off agreement with these things. Now, what I'm going after today, I asked the Lord, and and what I'm going after is this thing of self-consciousness. It pulls me back from the moment every once in a while. I just get pulled back into a self-conscious thing. It's not me. (laughs) I'm supposed to be in the moment, right? It's got to go. So when I say self-consciousness, you say whatever it is you're going after, all right? Because this is you're going after your thing, I'm going after my thing. And we're all coming into freedom as the children of God, all right? Everybody ready? Can we give the Lord a round of applause? He's our victor. He's already won the battle. And we are coming into his victory, all right? So I'm going to speak. And you can say it in your own words. It's, it's not that my words have something. I'm just showing you, okay? But the first I, agreement that we're breaking is the agreement over our identity, This thing has tried to tell us that it is me, that it is my thoughts, that it's my emotions. It's just how I am. It's how my family is. It's how I've been raised. It's just because of this or because of that. It's me. Well, that is a lie because God says who you are. And he says you're his kid. And he says you're made in his image. And if it's not in God, then it's not in your image. It's not supposed to be there. So the first agreement we break is off of our identity, all right? In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Self-consciousness, you are not me. You are not my thoughts. You are not my emotions. And you cannot have my body. I belong to Jesus. He's my king. And you have to bow to him. I am a child of God. I am not your slave. I am over you, not under you. So in Jesus' name, I break off all agreement with you. And God, I repent for any agreement that I've had with self-consciousness. And God, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your grace and your mercy over me. Your love is so extravagant. I receive your love over my life. I am who you say that I am. 
and I will not be moved. Jesus, thank you. And just like that, you've broken an area of agreement. That's the power of your words as a child of God. You've broken an agreement right there. You've come out of agreement with the enemy and you've come into agreement with Jesus. There's two things happening. You're stepping back into your rightful place. The next area of agreement is the things that came through our family line that are generational. They're like altars that have been built up in our family that our family keeps bowing down to. And we're saying enough. I'm tearing down that altar. Yeah, we're not bowing down anymore to that. Not me, not my kids, and not any generation that comes after me, okay? We ready for this? In the name of Jesus, I break off every generational right of self-consciousness. I break it off my father's side and my mother's side. Any foster parents, any adopted parents, on every generation, all the way back to Adam and Eve. I break it off of my life. I break it off my marriage. I break it off my children. And I break it off all of my offspring until Jesus returns. You will not have my family anymore. We're not bowing down to you anymore. We're part of a new family. We've been adopted into the family of God. I'm engrafted into a family of faith. So in Jesus' name, I call forth all of my inheritance, all of the promises, all of the blessings from Jesus' family line. And I call them forth unto my life. I call them forth unto my marriage. I call them forth unto my children. And I call them forth unto all of my offspring until Jesus returns. My family and I will stand in Jesus' covenant of love. And that reaches to a thousand generations. Get your grimy hands off my family. job guys that's number two we broke off another agreement just like that the next area of agreement is the moments in our lifetime the strongholds that Paul talks about when he's writing to the Corinthians where he says our weapons are not carnal but they're mighty in God for the tearing down of strongholds We demolish every argument and every high thing that tries to exalt itself over the knowledge of God. 
And we are careful to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is made complete. These things are not allowed to hang on to our story anymore. We've died with Christ and our life is in his now, right? If those things aren't in his resurrected life, they're certainly not going to be in my life either, right? Right? All right, so we're going to ask Holy Spirit, can you show me the moments where this thing came into my life? And if moments start coming to mind, I want you to take those memories and those moments, and I want you to say, Jesus, I give you that moment, nail it to the cross. Yeah, I got every moment. As many moments as arise, you take it and you nail it back on that cross. You are not defined by here anymore. You're not defined by any of those moments anymore. You are defined by heaven. The enemy is not allowed to hang on to those anymore. Holy Spirit, bring every moment to mind. Every moment, God. We nail it to the cross. Say this with me in the name of Jesus. I break off every negative effect of self consciousness in my life. From conception until now, I nail every moment to that cross. It will not define me anymore. I have died with you, Jesus. And my life is in your life now. Self-consciousness is not in you. So it won't be in me either. Thank you, Jesus. The next thing we're going to ask is we're going to ask, what are the lies that this thing has told us? Okay, we're going to expose them. And so as we ask that, as you hear the lies, 
I want you to speak them out loud because we're exposing the lies of the enemy. They are not true. They might have been hurtful for a moment. They might have felt true. They might have felt painful, but they are lies. And they've kept you bound. And so let's ask Holy Spirit, what are the lies that this thing has had me believe? light shine. Expose, 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 God. Expose it. go deep, expose even the lies that are just feelings that aren't words, God expose every sense every every false sense every lie alright, we're going to ask Holy Spirit can you tell me what is the truth? And as you start to hear the truth, I want you to speak it out louder than the lie.
just move. Move upon every heart. Move upon every mind. Speak truth, God. We love your truth. Your truth sets us free like nothing else. Let your truth flow. Let it wash over every mind. Let it wash over every heart. You say the best things, God. this way you can say it with me God I love your truth you are so good and you are so kind and you are so generous with me in the name of Jesus self-consciousness I tear down your stronghold and I'm not believing your lies anymore. Holy Spirit has told me the truth. And I believe him. Not you. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Spirit of truth, come and fill me. Fill every part of me where these lies have been. And you be my stronghold. You be my protector. You are good. Yeah. <laughs> good job, guys. All right. The next area of agreement that we're going to come into agreement with Jesus and out of agreement with the enemy is forgiveness. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. He forgave those who put him on the cross right there in that day and in that time. He looked and he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And when we start to have new eyes and we see that the enemy has had influence on people, that people are bound and they're slaves and much of what people do is not them. We 
we need to release forgiveness so that people can be free and we need to release forgiveness so that we can walk in freedom. And so we're gonna ask Holy Spirit, who do I need to forgive? And whoever he shows you, whatever he shows you, just speak it out. In the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so. In the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so. Now, I'll tell you, there are some times that he shows you people that, that you think you've already forgiven or you don't even feel mad at or whatever. I had him show me my second grade teacher. I had no idea why, right? But if he's showing you something, he knows something you don't. Just forgive. You can't over-forgive, right? You can't. If he says something to you like, you need to forgive the, the education system, or you need to forgive the government, or you need to forgive human traffickers, or you need to forgive. If he tells you something like that, go with it, because you are releasing freedom over yourself and somebody else. That's what you're doing. You're allowing God to be the judge. Because he sees rightly what's causing what. And when we hold on forgiveness, we put false identities on people. Images that detract from who God designed them to be. And I will not hold anybody to a false identity. I'll see what's stealing from them. And so ask Holy Spirit, who do I need to forgive? What do I need to forgive? When do I need to forgive? And forgive it all, everything he shows you. forgive
In the name of Jesus, I forgive everyone and everything that has ever come against me or that has ever hurt me. Jesus, you've freely forgiven me. And so I freely forgive. Good job, guys. Forgiveness feels really good. The next area of agreement are these verbal agreements. It's the word curses that have gotten spoken over us during our lifetime, whether we said them or anybody else said them, and false identities that got put on us. You're just an angry person. You're just always going to be an addict. You're worthless. You're never going to amount to much. You know, these identities, you're Irish, so you're angry, you know? Those, I'm just an introvert. I'm just an extrovert. These things that put an identity on you and lock you in, they are not from God and they're false. Paul said he, he would be all things to all men. And we're to be the same, able to be however God wants us to be in any given situation without limit. And we're, the other uh, verbal agreement is internal vows that we've made. These, these oaths that we've made where we say, you know, I will never let anyone hurt me like that again. I will not, never let anyone close to me like that again. Fine, I will never love again. Fine, I will never be like my mother. I will never be like my father. I will never let people close to my children. I will never... All of these things are vows that we've made. And what we've done when we make these vows is we declare that we're God of our life. We get to determine how it goes. And that's not right. There's one God. And he determines our steps. So these are what we're going to break off right now. Are you guys ready? All right. In the name of Jesus. I break off every word curse that's been spoken over me. Whether I said it or anyone else did. Whether it came from my parents, my teachers, any doctors, any pastors, any leaders in my life. I break them off my life now in Jesus' name. You speak about me, God. And you say that I'm new. You say that I'm loved. You say that I'm strong and courageous. You say I'm just like you. Your blood speaks a better word over my life. So I place myself under what you say. Only your words get to define me. In the name of Jesus, I nail every false identity to that cross. 
I don't need it and I don't want it. I want you to take a minute and just ask, Holy Spirit, can you show me the identity? Who do you say that I am? Father, I receive the identity that you've given me. Thank you for making me so awesome. <laughs> it's the only identity that I want. And I will not settle for less. In the name of Jesus, I break off every internal vow that I have made over the course of my lifetime where I've placed myself as God. I repent and I break those vows now. And I declare that you are my God. You get to say who I am. You get to say what I do and what I don't do. You get to say where I go and where I don't go. And you are big enough to protect me. So I surrender myself completely to you. Jesus, you are my God and my King. Only you. The next area of agreement that we're going to break off are those relational bonds. It's like what Tracy shared about how she severed the one with her son and asked God to reestablish it, and then he called her right after, right? We see that all the time. But what these relational bonds are, it's like... They're, they're the things that unify us. We were made to be unified with one another. Jesus prayed, I pray that they will be one with each other, just as you and I are one, as, as, as the Father and I are one, that they would be one, right? That's what he prayed. We were made, it's in our design to be unified. But the enemy has distorted that. 
and we become unified over things that are destructive. We say, God, how come every time I'm with my mom, we argue? I don't want to. Uh, when I'm not around, I feel like I want it to be good. But the second we're there, it's the same way. Well, that's because there's a bond there. There's a pattern that's been established, a unifying bond. God, how come every time I'm with this friend, we trash talk everybody? I don't want to do it. And yet I seem to do it every time. Well, that's because you got unified with that person over that thing. God, how come I can't stand looking at my kids right now? It's real. Well, because something was established there. And that needs to be broken and reestablished the right way. The enemy wants to keep us thinking these are just our feelings and our thoughts, and they're not. It's time they're exposed. If God, you know, you can have a, a, I had to break, my husband and I had to break a relational bond between us. Because parts of our relationship were fashioned more from the world than from God. And so when we ask to sever, when we sever these relational bonds, we're not severing that person out of our life. We're severing that unifying thing that's kept us stuck in a pattern of relationship. And then we're asking God to reestablish it the way that it's supposed to be through his love. That's what we're doing. All right? So whoever God brings to your mind, don't be like, oh my gosh, you want me to sever a relationship with my kids? I don't know how to. No. He wants you to actually establish it rightly, not by the pattern of the world. All right? So just ask, Holy Spirit, is there anyone I need to sever a relational bond with? And just like unforgiveness, if, if somebody comes to mind or something, just say, I, I sever my relationship with so-and-so. I sever my relationship with so-and-so. And we're going to go through and just break them all, and then we're going to go and reestablish them. that you've slept with in the past and you're going I don't want to establish relationship with them <laughs> that's not what we're asking either we're severing those bonds and then again we're asking God to establish them the way that he wants them to be that's what we're doing we're letting God build our life and we're not saying how it should go
name of Jesus, I sever every unholy relational bond with friends, with family, and with people I've been intimate with. And I send back to them what came from them. And I take back what is mine. I forgive them. And I forgive myself. God, I ask that you would establish all of my relationships. Establish them through your love. Establish them through your power. Establish them through a sound mind. Establish them the way you want them to look. The next area of agreement, the final one we're going to do today breaking off assignments of the enemy that have landed on your life. These are like where the enemy has established his places in regions with temples of witchcraft and covens and things like that. There is an agenda of the enemy and he has people that are bound and abused by his plan. And he's using it to lay out assignments against the church, against believers, against families. There's assignments over regions, over countries nations over the world there's all over and so we're going to break anything that would have landed on your life we're going to break those off there's things that come present day and then there's things that may have been done in your family line that travel forward so we're just going to break it all off there's there's things that maybe you participated in you know maybe you went to a psychic or a medium or something like that you know just going to break it all off Right? In the name of Jesus, I break off every assignment of the enemy on my life. All witchcraft, all new age, all spiritualism, false religions, seances, chanting, curses, sacrifices, or incantations things that I know about, things that I participated in, and things that I know nothing about, things done in my family line, and things done present day, anything that's been done against me, or my family, or any of the churches I've been a part of, any of the places that I've lived, or any of the countries that I've been in, anything that's landed on me, I break it off now in the name of Jesus. 
I stand in Jesus' victory. And he has already won the battle. He became a curse. So I would not carry one. And now I send out a new assignment. I sent it, I send it out to the witchcraft community in my region. I send them the love of Jesus. I send them the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. I declare that their eyes will be open. That they would encounter the love of the Father. They would come out from the abuse of the enemy. And they would be set free in Jesus' name. And the enemy would lose his grip in my town. In Jesus' name. Okay, guys, we ready? We're going to start to kick these things out now. We've broken off agreement. They got nothing to hang on to anymore. They're just kind of free-floating, all right? We ready? We ready? We ready to be done? Who wants to be done? Okay, we're going to get done. Now, here's the deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through kicking something off of you, all right? We're going to go through it. We're going to tell stuff to go. If at the end of it, you are still feeling like you're wrestling with something, do not leave. Come up here. We will help you get it off of you. Okay? I'm going to walk everybody through. The hope is that most of you just come into freedom because that's your right as a child of God. But there are sometimes things that we wrestle with that are just given a little extra and we need a friend to help us kick it, right? So that's what we're going to do, all right? We're going to go after it. We're going to tell these things. Time to go, right? But if you still feel a wrestle, do not leave. Come up here. Got it? Everybody got it? We are not letting the enemy take any ground today. He's losing ground. Understood? Okay, awesome. So couple couple ways of warfare, all right? We ask for the baptism of fire to come. We've already done it, but we're going to do it again. That's the presence of God. God moves as a fire all throughout Scripture, right? You guys know that. He's an all-consuming fire. And so we ask for the baptism of fire to come to move through His temple here from the Holy of Holies to the holy place to the outer courts. Fill us up all the way. We ask for that. That these things, they hate the fire of God. And I know this because when things manifest, they're like, shut the F up. Right? They hate when we put the fire of God on them. So we're going to put the fire of God there. Another weapon is the sword of the Spirit. It is an actual sword. And so if you know any scriptures as, at all, when you're telling these things to leave, speak the word of God. Even if it's John 3.16 over and over and over and over and over again. It's still a sword. It still pierces. And the enemy hates it. Go, 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 go. All right? You can ask 
for the, for the water, the living water that rises up within believers. Out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water to wash through like a torrent and push things out, wash through and cleanse every bit of unrighteousness. You can ask for the light of Jesus to expose, expose, expose and kill off. You know, light is like a radiation and it can kill stuff, right? Ask God, ask Jesus. He says, uh, walk in the light as he is in the light and he is faithful and just to heal you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. These things are not part of you and they gotta go. So those are what we're gonna use. Go hard, all right? We're gonna go hard. And then after we go hard, we're then gonna speak over our body to be healed. Whatever was being affected by these things, we're going to just declare healing over our brain, over our body. If you start to feel pain in the process, if you start to feel something, put your hand right there and go fire, 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 right? Fire God, come right to that spot, okay? Because the enemy might act up in places where he's had you, whether physically, mentally, emotionally, all right? Expect it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Go hard, all right? Everybody ready? I would suggest, if you can, to stand. All right, let's take the position here. Let's do. Let's mean business here. Let's do it. Everybody ready? We're gonna shout before we start. The victory belongs to Jesus. On the count of three. One, two, three. Victory belongs to Jesus. All right, put your hand right on your chest. Again, I'm going after self-consciousness. You go after what you're going after, all right? Self-consciousness. You have no place in me anymore. You don't have my mind. You don't have my emotions. And you cannot have my body. I belong to Jesus. He's my king. And you have to bow to him. So in Jesus' name, by his authority, and by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me, I command you self-consciousness to get up and get off of me. Get off my mind. Get off my emotions. Get off my body. I send you to Jesus' feet for judgment. And do not come back to me again. Now, guys, we're going to chase it out. Fire of God, come. God, come. Fire, move through me all the way through, God, all the way through my being, God. Move all the way through. Cleanse out every bit of unrighteousness. Have your way. Fire, fire. Fire of God, come all the way through fire. I am yours, God, fire. It is for freedom that you set me free. I am yours, bought with a price, redeemed. I am your royal possession, God. I am yours, chosen in Christ Jesus for good works and planned in advance. I am yours. You love the world, God. 
you did not come to condemn the world. You came to set us free. Get out. Get off me. Get out now in the name of Jesus. You have no home here. Out. Out. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the precious blood that cleanses me from all unrighteousness. I know who I am. I'm a child of God. You don't have me anymore. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get off of me now, all the way out. You have no home here. You have no space here. I have been redeemed, set free. It was for freedom that I've been set free. God made him who knew no sin to become sin on my behalf, that I would be the righteousness of Christ. You do not have me. Go, 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 go in the name of Jesus. I just ask God for the release of living water to flow out of my belly, God. Begin to wash through every part of me, God. Cleanse, renew, and heal. Wash through, God, from the top of my head, the crown of my head, all the way down through every part of my being, all the way down to the bottoms of my feet. God, move. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours, God. It happens. Get out. Get out. Get out in Jesus' name. All the way out. Get out. Up and out. Get out. All the way off me. Go. 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 All the way. Fire of God. Move. Move. God. Jesus, expose any hidden area. Expose, God, any hidden area. We say, get out all the way off. I want you to put your hand right on your head. Your hands on your head. We're going to speak to our brain right now. Brain, you are not a slave anymore. You have been redeemed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Come into your redemption. Every chemical pathway you go back to fearfully and wonderfully made. Come into your salvation. Come into your healing. Come into your freedom. It was for freedom that Christ set you free. You were made to thrive with love, with joy, and with peace. So I command every pathway to be wired for those things. In Jesus' name, be healed. All right, put your hand somewhere on your body if you've got uh, an area that's been chronic pain. Or In the name of Jesus, I speak to my body. You are not a slave anymore. You have been redeemed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Every secondary effect of this thief and liar I command you to be healed heart be made new a new cardiac system in Jesus' name lungs be made new a new respiratory system in the name of Jesus stomach and digestion be made new 
a new digestive system in the name of Jesus. You will work and function properly. A new reproductive system in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Every muscle, every ligament be healed in the name of Jesus. Be, come into your freedom. Come into your salvation. Come into your healing. A new circulatory system in Jesus' name. Clean the blood out in Jesus' name. A new lymphatic system in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come into your redemption. Come into your salvation. I speak to my spine and my skeletal structure. You come into alignment now in Jesus' name. Every disc be healed. Every bit of cartilage be restored. Full mobility in the name of Jesus. I speak to my hips and my joints. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Every secondary effect of this thief and liar be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah, God, I just now ask for a fresh baptism to move, a baptism of your love, God, that you would begin to pour out your love in greater measure. Pour out your love, the fullness of your spirit, the fullness of who you are. Begin to pour out, fill up, God, fill up, soothe over. Fill, God, fill, God, fill, God, fill, fill, God, shade it. Pour out your love, God. Pour out your love. Pour out your love. Pour out your love, God. Fill. 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 Holy Spirit, have your way here that we would become more aware of your presence right now. Move through every body here, God. Over every heart and every mind. A new way, God. Establish the way of your kingdom. Establish the way of your kingdom. The way of your kingdom in this place. We speak to every seed that's been planted. The seed of faith, it's time for you to grow. The seed of the kingdom, it's time for you to grow. You were not made to stay a seed. You were to become the largest tree in the garden. Grow now in the name of Jesus. Grow. Grow. Grow within each one here, God. Grow. Grow. Let your kingdom grow. The fruit of love and joy and peace and patience. Grow now. Come to full maturity in the name of Jesus. Rise up and grow. Grow. Grow in the name of Jesus. Grow. 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, grow, 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 grow in the name of Jesus. Come and fill the space. Fill your people, God. Fill the, the, God, you are faithful to restore all the years that the locust has eaten. It's who you are to restore even a hundred times what was stolen. Grow, God. Grow. Rise up joy within your church. The joy of their salvation, God. The joy of their salvation. Rise it up within your people, God. Grow, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. Are there people here that felt like they came into freedom? Are there people here who felt like they came into freedom? Are there people here that still feel like there's something going on? If so, you come on down front and we're going to continue on with you guys. Do not leave here still fighting. The evidence that that thing is gone is quietness. That's what peace is. It's a quietness. If you're not feeling quiet, then that's a sign to you. You're still fighting it. It's okay. It's going to go. We'll help you. But if you're feeling quiet, you did it. You got it. It's out. It's gone. And this is just one. This isn't the ending point. This is the beginning point. This is the equipping moment where you begin to learn to stand in these things and not settle for anything that is stealing from you. This isn't the culmination of your life right now. This is the start of you coming into something that will forever change you because you are new. Don't settle for anything less. There is a mic up here. If anybody feels like they did have something happen that they want to share, we'll put that on. Is that okay? Yeah? And in the meantime, we're just going to go and be going down the line. All right? Sound good, everybody?
You know, I just feel led to share a little testimony as we was going through, and I didn't even know how it presented itself. It actually, the word didn't get called out until the last 30 seconds. It was the spirit of rejection. And how as we was going through, it kind of hit, um, Holy Spirit showed me that it, it manifested itself in things like, I don't have a voice. Uh, what I have to say is not good enough. If I mess up, then I'm a mess up. And that I did, couldn't measure up. And so now I can say that I'm walking in that freedom and that we kick that spirit off in the name of Jesus that I don't, that we don't, I don't measure up, that I don't have a voice, that God, that, mm, that God has created me to walk in that freedom, that he has given me a voice, that he has given me something to say, that I can f- still fail and not be a failure. Hallelujah. I can fall short and not be rejected, that I can speak into it, that there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. I, uh, I had a picture of kind of the process. God made you like a masterpiece. If you know anything about a sculpture or a sculptor, they have a big block of wood or a block of um, stone to work with. And so what he does, instead of creating the masterpiece, he removes everything that is not the masterpiece. And what's the result of that is the masterpiece of what's left, the intention of the whole thing. And I would just, that's a good kind of vision for that, what we're doing.
Well, that about wraps up our podcast for today. I pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're looking for more information about New River Church, check us out at newriverchurch.org. If you've got questions or comments about the material that you heard today, feel free to email us, info at newriverchurch.org. God bless you.